The World Show with Nikki B. Yes, talk about sounds to inspire, uplift, and heal. I'm sitting with a man now, and when I heard his album, his debut, The Alchemy of Living, that is exactly what happened to me. I was healed, uplifted, inspired, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. welcome to The World Show, Keenan Mayer. Hi, Hi Keenan. What a pleasure it is to have Thank you, you here. Yes, you know, Banda Banda sent me your album, and yeah. he said, Check this out. <laughs> uh, I've produced this album. I was like, Banda, where is this man? As soon as I've got a gap, I'm going to get Keenan on my show. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you for such a beautiful offering. So, Keenan, let's go back to the beginning, where Mm. you come from and uh, when you first started playing music. Mm. Um, I'm from Johannesburg. I'm born and bred (laughs) from Florida. And I spent my formative years in Bosmont, which is sort of like in the... In the south. uh, The west Rand. Oh, the West Rand, yes. Yes. Um, And then we moved to Florida. And I think the music was being exposed to it from my dad and my mom. (laughs) Are they musicians? They're not at all, but they like to claim that they are. (laughs) I got it from them, um, which I don't dispute because I think they can sing. So it was them making music or playing music? Playing music, playing music, playing love songs, beautiful, beautiful love songs. (laughs) I think they have good taste in music. And so I think from, from that, just being exposed to music like that and then um, I think the first real experience was accompanying the school choir in St. Teresa's convent in 2009 at the Catholic school at the Linda Auditorium actually so on the Steinway Amazing. Young, <laughs> young 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 boy playing um, and accompanying the choir when all of the other schools sort of had their teachers accompany I was accompanying my school choir and my peers and yes. that was that was really um, so you weren't now. playing piano at that point so um, yeah I, I was but, okay. uh, but not not in the in the sense that it was, uh, you know, like hectic, um, classical, like we're doing royal school's exams. It was more of, and what I thank for my teacher was Mrs. Margaret's name, and by the way, um, I thank her because what it was was a heavy emphasis on the oral tradition and oral tradition. So if we take that back into, my, my major was music psychology, and so a lot of what we dealt with was early child development and sort of memory systems, all of that. And so if we consider the time of, of, of my exposure to such training, which was 11 to 13, I would say. In, yes. that, in that time period, what we have then is certain milestones in that we pair with the child's development and in the tuition of a child in music. Oh, so beautiful. At that time, and like in honesty, when I read this, I was just like, oh, okay, this, <laughs> this is super cool because it afforded me an advantage in that I could then sit at my instrument, hear something, and then sort of mimic it immediately. So I think that's where it started. It was really just being exposed in every single um, sense of from choir music um, yes. in Bosman. My grandmother took me always to like the Dardian Mill Choir, which is very important in Bosman, you know, and just the, the music education and music culture of that space. Yes. Um, and just being exposed to that and then hearing it. And then I think, you know, subconsciously that <laughs> plants a seed within you. Yes. Um, and so I did audition at the NSA. And then it was just really just a flow of events where it didn't feel like work at all and now I'm here talking to you. 
fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. You've as you're talking, you've brought up so many little things mm. I wanted to talk about, mm. and I found that so amazing. On the one point, I want to say mm. thank you for crediting your mm. teacher, mm. because we don't actually realise the impact mm. of what teachers have Absolutely. can have. They Absolutely. can change the course Absolutely. of our lives. Yes. And I think at certain periods of times, it was different teachers. So I, I said to Banda, it was like, so I obviously started with Mrs. Sneeman and then Mrs. Eli, Miss Elise Van Yerden, and then to Professor Joseph Stanford and then Dr. Ben Skuman. And then the last point, I would say that it was a school of life after honors. Where yes. I was just like, okay, a lot of my guides are sending me people on my path that are aligning me for moments like this. And it was just given by and confirmed by different synchronicities. And so I think, like you say, always honoring the teacher as a teacher myself. Yes. Um, I, I taught for three years at Crawford, the babies. Yes. <laughs> the youngest is four years old, super cute. Did you teach music? I did. I taught, yes, I taught beautiful. Piano. It is so amazing. Yes. Too. Also, just and, and seeing that then, the ability to mold a young mind and mold the, the next pianist, the next Keenan, yes. you know? Um, yes. And that was just beautiful. So definitely, I think it's very important for me to give thanks yes. to the people who have crafted the sound because it wasn't just yes I practiced yes I did the work I really did the work and I committed myself but I think I've been afforded unbelievable tutorship from from my my teachers and that's I'm just so super grateful yes <laughs> no that's beautiful but it also shows you know you speak about this alignment that mm. that happened or, or the synchronicity and I think that's also a testament to you and mm. and you know being on the right path and almost um, those spiritual forces or yes. whatever that actually say mm. yes you are it's a mm. confirmation yes. you know mm. and that's also a testament to you and your openness towards mm. that it, it didn't it didn't come easy <laughs> I think there was a lot of resistance in embracing because I think when you accept that I'm, I'm going to be an artist not I think there's it's a heavy thing to accept because it it requires you to just completely break down if I want to be truthful to whoever's engaging with my work they must know this darkness they must know yes. that I feel like what they feel sometimes where I'm like I don't think I can get out of it today yes. <laughs> like I don't think that's gonna happen I don't think I have the energy or the courage to even go out and interact with another human being I don't yes. um, and that's very important for me it's like I was talking to my friend I had a beautiful evening on Thursday evening where it was just she had come from England and um, it was a moment to reflect on since the time I saw her and interacted with her at the beginning of the pandemic and now to sit with her in my home and also someone who has since first year 2015 I we had been you know friends since then and to acknowledge that growth and be in that space it was just so so beautiful and and that um alignment to speak of is very important because if you are not completely claiming every single part of who you are you can't say and that i'm authentic or show up in a space and claim that space yes. you know and you must just really 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 hone in on the, the difficulty of your of your identity yes. the complexity of perhaps my triggers you know yes. and being aware of them that was where the discussion went and i think i'm so grateful that i've got friends and family who open up that type of discussion and make sure that it's a safe space for me yes. to feel that way and yes. so i think the alchemy of living is that a moment of people holding so much space for me that I'm just 
blown away sometimes. I really yes. am. Because I'm like, I always tell everyone, I'm so proud to be friends with the people I'm friends with because they hold me to such a high standard, not to be like, you know. Not, to, not, not that not you have to, to be yeah, perfect. Yeah, not to be perfect, but like, this is lovely, my friend. What is next? Yes. You know, and that's yes. a beautiful space or to be you in. Could you could focus a little bit on that area exactly. or yes, yeah. that's that yeah, yeah. that mm -hmm. honesty that they mm -hmm. they respect you enough mm -hmm. to as you say hold yes. you in that space yes, yes. Yeah. and be on and i love what you've said because even that song i played just now of mm -hmm. louis mklanga and i was thinking about it because that album song for nomsa he released just after his beloved wife had passed from cancer and i remember when you released that album and i was listening to it and i just cried and it was so beautiful and so sad at the same time and that brought to my mind that you know it doesn't really matter whether you're angry you're in a bad space you're in the best place you've ever been as long as that authenticity yes. shines mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. and that's certainly something I find on the alchemy of living so this first album I think on that note because I almost just want to leave you to chat <laughs> I love the way you chat <laughs> but on that note let's play a track off mm -hmm. the album and I've chosen to play healing and I think <laughs> this song was the first song that caught me oh, wow. tell me about the song and when okay. it came about and how it came about so healing was so as I mentioned at Crawford so in between waiting for my kids <laughs> <laughs> to arrive it, they always went aftercare and it was just a hassle yes. sometimes again I was just like okay I'm not going to really practice my repertoire I'm really bored of Debussy now <laughs> and so at, in that moment there was just this freedom of, of and it was when I'd just left campus and then gone to work and in that space I stole time at the instruments yes. to re and it was a quiet space it was I loved teaching there because it was really quiet and the school general culture of the school is very open-minded and yes. I really am that type of person and so to be in that space was just beautiful and so I really started just keying around <laughs> on the piano and the, the healing specifically that theme came from 2017 you know like, and and really just motifs and developing those those move, uh, those those episodes um, or mot motives um, is definitely how now we have a full work. So I think healing specifically was was a real <laughs> collection of ideas and what it represents for me. And if we're looking at it now in the times that we're living, healing is so 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 needed in every sense. Well, this is uh, mm. you know my thought was he mm. definitely wrote that during the mm. pandemic. <laughs> I did. And, <laughs> you, and you're saying it was yeah. actually seeded. Yeah. Before in 2017, but we needed it. You yes, released it yes, at the right yeah. time. <laughs> Thank you for the song "Healing," Keenan Mayer with me in the studio, and uh, we're going to explore much more of this incredible debut, "The Alchemy of Living." But coming up now is a track called "Healing." Healing. Healing. Yes. <laughs> Keenan Mayer on Kaya 959. How beautiful is that? I'm sure you all agree with me. Please share your love, appreciation, feedback, comments uh, while we are chatting on the World Show. Keenan Mayer with me. Now, Keenan. Mm -hmm. We're talking about this, and obviously you schooled in classical music. Mm -hmm. That was your foundation. Where's the point at which classical led into jazz? Was it a transition or a shift? Okay. I think the 
my point of departure <laughs> to answering that was firstly I was friends with the jazz folk <laughs> in at the University of Pretoria which I am so grateful for specifically Dr. Puti Sapuru because she was a very prominent figure in my in my um my career and my university career and just showing up and so she armed me really with profound understanding of of jazz music um and also she contributed in 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 the understanding of of our lineage in terms of piano players in the country yes. right um so on top of that um on top of the fact that i was in these circles of friends of who are now playing um begging selector to me and like it's yes. like girl, come on and <laughs> i don't know any of this um but it was just a beautiful moment and then i think to take it further to take that discussion further of perhaps where the the real catalyst was was my research and that was when i had to if because my i was exploring protest music you know yes. um, and being someone who took part in Fismos Fall how moved i was by those protest songs um specifically at the UP manifestation because we had that entire amphitheater and if you've been to the university of pretoria and you know that amphitheater yes. and hearing the strong voices and we weaponized our singing when they were weaponizing us with bullets yes. you know we yes. weaponized our singing and that was untouchable Yes. And that moment in my first year was so impressionable on me that when I then got to my honors <laughs> degree I was just like this seems like it is part of me I am deeply 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 passionate about reframing how we view ourselves as someone who is subjected to being in a conservative white institution how I then ex- imagine myself outside of that and with talking on on protest music what was very important and Trevor Manuel asked us as well he's like so I'm not going to talk about jazz mm-hmm. and I was like I'm very con- I'm I'm concerned more on the music that is cast in a hymn structure that was used in protest you know yes. that's what I was I was concerned about but then it also planted a seed of thought for me to explore that I have to then scrutinize if someone is saying yes you're talking about the struggle and a very pivotal figure talking about the struggle and saying perhaps you are being a bertramus if you do not then explore what the jazz archive is like yes. and in that that moment it was like okay mm, it's within my range I think it 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 makes sense to me based off of the friends i've had the conversations that i've been a part of um and the circles i've occupied um and in that moment it was just again a subconscious thing of adopting perhaps the sound and the tonal palette of um what you hear perhaps on komani for example yes you know um yes, so komani for me yeah. when in fact we're going to play it next mm-hmm. but it's very much a song that's like steeped in in south african yes, musical tradition yes, yes. and i love it's like a bit of nostalgic mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. making it really mm-hmm. relevant for mm-hmm. today and you know the other thing as you're talking i just remember bright you saying Ours was a musical revolution, and and Abdullah saying that South Africa is the only country who fought 
with four part harmony. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we did. We exactly. Did. Even exactly. now. And that was interesting is to see the cross generational links yes. that in at the genesis of apartheid. Yes. We were singing Kosisikalele in a different setting. You know, yes. uh, Zanaya Barnes speaks of the Craddock Four funeral yeah. and she speaks, you know, where they, they always started any gathering with Nkosisikalele and it's such a sake that song, that piece demands the utmost respect. Yes. Because of how it is imbued with the spiritual connotation and a plea. We were pleading, we are pleading. And so I it's a know. prayer. Yes, it is a prayer. It's a prayer. Um, and yes. so in, in that yeah, I think that's that's the connection of 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 where I had to then explore the archive and like okay. Yes. So I'm now looking at, at this at this um what it means for liberation repertoire, I have to then perhaps have a subcategory of liberation repertoire to then include, for example, Mama Maria Makeba or Brayu Sikela, yes. you know, yes. um, and activist Abdul Ibrahim, who was very, and he, Mannenberg, gave us an example of what it means for a song to ignite something within yes. you, and that's how it was used. And so I, again, we draw from that example and we reimagine it as the next generation. We carry that, but we cannot ignore our roots and we cannot, I think there's so much value <laughs> in, in claiming that. Well, you know, uh, you know that's, that's what struck me about this and even more so now that you're talking is that I really appreciate that you as a young person, I mean, were you even born when, when we, we had democracy? <laughs> but so many young people are not acknowledging that, yeah. that very, very powerful role mm. that the culture generally mm. had in, 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 in achieving democracy. We can, we can criticize that. And we can say that it is a problem of education. Yes. And we can say and bring it right down to the curriculum that we have. Exactly. In that I've had to then, outside of all of this, as and I'm 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 saying this because I believe in in you, like you say, documenting our history. Yes. And it's so sad <laughs> that my I don't think that our generation is um, not taking the foreground in terms of, you know, speaking on our legacies, but also reimagining it. But I think there is a lot of work that is being done, uh, yes. you know, but I do say, and I mentioned the education thing because I think history is so important. Yes. It's so important to know where you are from and make sure the history is not whitewashed. You yes. know, and that's the whole discussion yes. of decoloniality um, yes. on top of it being a change of system and systematic thinking. Yes. I think for me, if I look at decolonization, it links on to perhaps what the West Indian psychoanalyst Ibrahim Franz Fanon speaks and how he holds decolonization in that he says that it is a system, it more deals more, and his view rather deals with ownership and possession. Yes. And so ownership and possession and self-ownership and that is what I've started That's to communicate. It. That's self ownership. It. And if we look at how he's giving it to us, then racism or anything that is on those lines then becomes a, a technology of disposition. Yes. And so my job, I think, and my alchemy, and the alchemy of living, is a testament. It is a 
it is a symbol, a cultural symbol, and that's what I would like for it to be, a cultural symbol to reimagine what it means to be a young South African, what it means to be a South African, yes. you know, and we can do that by scrutinizing our roots. Yes. We can do that by scrutinizing how I then show up in society. Beautiful, beautiful. And again, you've brought up so many things. By the way, did you ever see that documentary, The Brother of Perfect Timing? I have not. Oh, you must please. Okay. I know it is online. Okay. It's a documentary on Abdullah Ibrahim but also there's a point where he explains about the breakdown of of Marketplace which is on Manenberg and he sits at the piano and he plays certain notes to Mm. say that's the note of the old woman Mm. this is the note of the children running so you you actually see how he builds that picture. So interpretation interpretation again and it's just it's such an amazing, mm. amazing documentary. Interpretation is very important. Yes, yeah. yes. Interpretation is important. I think I learned interpretation through studying Mozart, for example. <laughs> the Sonata in C minor. Um, bum, 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 beep, bum. And it has this very cute little motif that mm. sounds like a, a bird singing. Ka-ka-ka. Um, and my yes. professor is always like, that's a kokovit, kokovit. Yes. Um, and so, like you say, yes. there's definitely, if we try, and as musicianship, perhaps this is a lesson on musicianship, yes. is to really engage your imagination. But now, this is also what I was thinking. So you, and you're talking about decolonization mm-hmm. and so forth. This is very interesting you know, as you're talking for me as as an as you're an artist, because mm. studying in the classical tradition, and uh, you know, yes. you were steeped yes. in Western traditions, mm-hmm. and now to shift or to to evolve mm. or to because I imagine you bringing that tradition yes. with you mm-hmm. as you're exploring yes. more realms. Yes, that's absolutely it. And that dichotomy is very interesting to explore because it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, every part of me is just like, okay, Keenan, you're writing on decolonization. <laughs> Yet all the people you have studied are colonial figures. But maybe um, that's the point that you can, that gives you the, yes. the you know, the credibility. Yes, yes. And so if you take that further, again, I mentioned Dr. Patissapur, she shared with me, she's like, read these articles. And it was on African pianism. And African pianism sort of speaks on quoting African textures. And I know saying African text is so reductive because we have, you know, there's a vast yes. field of <laughs> what we can draw from, but but for, for this sake she, uh, it speaks of, of merging idiomatic expressions of African music and then combining that then with the Western world and that's then African pianism and I would really locate the music there Yes, um, and this beautiful. is not what I'm saying this is what the scholars in the field this is what people have we've sat and we've listened and we've unpacked and, yes. we've, and we've really really tried to get to the, to the root of yes. what the sound is because then it sounds like <laughs> um, someone w- w- Moses Malalek was um, in in the healing spot. There was just like that beat, like it yes. just it just does not so like wow. Did you get there? Yes. Um, and then again, I say it, perhaps it is then that drawing on South African tonal palette. Again, I say this because it's yes. very important, and then merging it together to create this (laughs) this is absolutely beautiful in fact let's hear Kumani and I see you on you know on online on digital it says Tsepo Toteti so tell me about Tsepo's role in Kumani okay so Tsepo firstly 
I am so grateful <laughs> for his energy in the music yes. because he brings such a different sound and he brings it commands attention when that saxophone enters. Yes. Um, and so Teppo is a peer, from, well, not really a peer because he was <laughs> a, a bit older than me, but we are from the same alma mater, yes. the University of Pretoria and um, the National School of the Arts. And to me, he's just, it's a beautiful, also the alchemy represents the fact that I've had people who I look up to in my work and that to me is just a affirmation yes. <laughs> that yes you're on the right track that's amazing you have yes. industry leaders who are there with you and your so, heroes yes exactly yes. so it was a moment of, of really just being so grateful and, and cognizant of the fact that oh my word I've watched this person since 2009 you know yes. all over perform in how many concert halls in Europe yes. um, beautiful concert halls in Europe and like just the beauty of, of his spirit as well if you yes. know Tepo he's just this beautiful ball of energy like everyone's happy around him yes. um, and, and it's just he's a leader yes. in his field and that's where I gravitate towards and it's just beautiful for him to be on Kumani and I think he really communicated what it was that was on my heart Thank you so much. Keenan Mayer, the album is called The Alchemy of Living. And coming up now, wow, check this one out. I'd love your feedback. Of course, you can do it on the World Show page on Facebook, The World Show with Nikki B. Otherwise, Nikki B Global on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Almost couldn't wait till that end. <laughs> so beautiful, Kaya 959. Keenan Mayer, and that one is Komani. Steeped in tradition, but absolutely relevant. The Alchemy of Living is the name of the album. How absolutely wonderful. Banda Banda, how did you and Banda come together and he came to be producing the album? Uh, so Banda was... A connection <laughs> through a mutual friend, Langamavuso, um, yes. as Nati, um, and so it, he introduced me. So I had did the sh the shows in in um, the Youngblood Gallery in Cape Town, which was the Alchemy of Living, and then in the Malvas Gallery I staged it as well. And he, Langa, mentioned my name to him. No, you have to go watch. <laughs> yes, yes. You have to go watch. And then um, I don't know. I think Banda's always busy, so he yes. must be busy. <laughs> um, and then in. Uh, January of 2020, yeah. um, we then met at Rosebank and I, we had breakfast and I had recorded um, the piano works already, um, yes. which he was like, you need to release this now. This is ready. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I don't know, I have a contestation to that. I would like the full um, band and I wanted the vision that I had communicated to him to come to life. Um, and so we met there and I played in the music and he says he agreed to the story first <laughs> of who I am and what I am about um, which I think is a beautiful thing yes. um, and then um, COVID happened, um, the pandemic and I was just very unsure yes. of, okay, is this ever going to happen um, and then he's like no, trust it, trust that process yes. so we did um, and in July we had then started recording the first 
the first day. July of, last yeah. year. Yes, yes, yes. 2020, 10 July, yes. Um, we started, we went into studio and Peter Oret recorded. One of the best, yes. best uh, engineers, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and that's how it came about, was, was really just a recommendation from Lanka, who I'm so grateful for. So, I don't know why, but I've got this feeling, and you know, I don't know why, I could be completely wrong, but I've got this feeling that you had to narrow down the selection for this album, that you had more songs there were there were um, but I think in the overall like idea of what the soundscape the sound design and he's big on sound design the soundscape that we were trying to create I think some of them just did not match. Yes, um, and it wasn't for this yeah, it wasn't, project. It, perhaps for another one, and yes. definitely you guys are getting more. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm satisfied, make no <laughs> mistake. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it was just a, a matter of, of, of sticking to the overall meaning and yes. what Now you've touched on this this concept and given us some understanding of the alchemy of living and why you've called it that or, mm-hmm. or, or those elements. Mm-hmm. How would you explain it if 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 I just met you and you said the alchemy of living means the alchemy of living means you honoring any transformation that you think you need to undergo beautiful beautiful we have everything we need mm, it's what we do yes. with with those elements Absolutely. yes Absolutely. it's all inside i love what you said said louder <laughs> <laughs> and then tell me something else it's such an interesting cover mm. and one of the things that struck me is this white eyed mm. thing <laughs> tell me about the cover because i think that it also mm. is very much a part of the project it definitely is so the cover i, I would say represents my ancestors and genuinely giving representation to that type of ancestry um, and also making sense of it from someone who grew up in a Christian household. What does it mean then to then understand the intersection of where African spirituality comes in to play? Yes. And in that moment, um, and obviously I've, I've, I'm consulting and what I wanted to do was wear my beads. <laughs> yes. I was very excited to wear the beads. Um, and to the point where it was like, that is not how it's done at all. Thank you. And so I respected that from my healer. And like, um, I was like, thank you for the advice. And so we really sat down and, and just tried to understand how I could best honor the people I walk with. Yes. And in that, I then chose the blue and white to be representative of Ndao. Spirits, yes, of course. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and um, in that moment, um, it was just really giving thanks, giving thanks to how I've, my life has changed by understanding how I'm able to divine and also act as an interceder for yes. my family and my friends and all of those who are brought to me because there have been many, and so. That's what the cover's about. Um, and the moon, the moon is in astrology, represents um, the subconscious mind. Yes. Um, and that for me was important. Yes. To, again, that knowing self, yes. continuously doing that type of work. And I've done that work. That's why I can say these things. That's why I can stand. Well, I think it's still going to be shown to me. Yes. Um, but for the but now, for, this, for, for this, now, this yes. moment, this present moment, that is what I understand of, of all of it. And the third eye at the back, which serves as a crown, is really just to impinge um, consciousness. 
Beautiful, mm. beautiful. I've always wanted to ask you that. Mm. Now the next track, Ikigai. Oh, this track I've been wanting to play, I keep telling you. But this has got a whole nother feel. Mm. Tell me about Ikigai. Ikigai was written during the lockdown. <laughs> that one was written during the lockdown, definitely. And I was reading on, um, at the time it was just a moment again of just, okay, mm, I have so much time on my hands, I cannot go. <laughs> to friends I can't go. <laughs> I can't go and, and you know like be social and like yes. interact and so you have all this time now you have to hone in let's be and I was alone in my apartment and yes. that moment was very interesting for me because I had then started you know when you go in a rabbit hole of just reading and reading yes. and reading yes. and reading <laughs> and that was that moment um, and so obviously in, in looking again at my research and, and scrutinizing the findings once more mm. um, I still do it today I'm just like well <laughs> that's yes. a lot that came out at such a young age that I didn't understand that I was writing actually yes. Yes. Um, and so with that I will, again like you asked me about exploring how did jazz come about again exploring the archive again exploring the figures who made the sound the South African sound um, and uh, I read the article on News 24 of Arts 24 rather by Atia Khan of Abdullah Ibrahim and she just unpacked spirituality his spirituality and he speaks then of Ikigai and I gravitated towards that and I tried to make sense of it because of my honoring of creating in the moment and that sacred state of flow that I always speak about because it was introduced to me in music psychology where our lecture was like okay do you understand flow and I was like no and perhaps when I'm washing the dishes is that like flow and only now I can say I have this understanding and when I read that it was like oh I, I understand this I understand what it means that your music is only in that moment and the alchemy will never you'll never hear that again yes. that was that moment you know yes. if I take it to a live show it will be that moment there will be elements obviously yes. from the record that will be you know brought, brought in and but it is always morphing it's always evolving exactly um and so i read this about abdullah and i um and I made sense of of what he and then going back to his music listening to it and then i titled it ikigai because it was and ikigai really is your reason for being and that was yes. music in that moment i couldn't deny it there were a lot of questions do i want to do this do i want to go into another you know space and and when i got to this point of again accepting and relinquishing control of who I thought I had to be when yes. it was spirit who decides you know yes. and that moment was just that artistic <laughs> expression yes. of of accepting it um, so Akikai's reason for being Japanese philosophy yes. um, and it really is about intentional living alignment with yes. source and but there's also for me in the song there's almost elements of North African or Middle Eastern hmm. um, touches okay. and and that's what I love so I'm, so, I'm very okay. interested so in terms of harmony mm. I think if we break it down in harmony and this is what I meant by talking about that South African jazz philosophy we're looking at the keys that we use yes. you know the pentatonic scale yes. is very important in South African jazz music yes and that's exactly I play G flat pentatonic is yes. the key I used for Ikigai uh, perhaps it's the flute <laughs> that's yeah. giving you that it, I don't know yeah, yeah it's the flute but uh, there's also, also the manner in which the flute is played the manner, is not the yes. traditional and we were going for that because yes. Camilla Vane she's from the University of Witzfahrtsland and 
in the space she's just very you know and that's what happens with classical musicians oh I have to play it perfectly uh, <laughs> you know and uh, in that moment it was just go let us just yes. relax and jazz is like thank exactly. you for that mistake let's, exactly <laughs> let's go and so <laughs> let's breathe and, and uh, it was not the traditional sound that I was going for yes. the clean clinical sound yes. of you know that you hear in an overture yes. no I wasn't going yes. for that I wanted them to feel based off of my history my context and also the, the instrument's nature yes. a wind instrument so beautiful because you can manipulate yes. a lot happening yes. here you know yes. and so that's I think perhaps that's what you are hearing <laughs> not sure. you know I'm looking at the time and I wanted to play like another three songs oh, <laughs> but we're going to have to end with Ikigai because mm. we've run out of time okay. I really wanted to play one of the songs which I will play next week um, which uh, featured some vocals mm. but I'm not tonight okay. but tell us about who you worked with on those songs mm. on the vocals on the okay, vocals so yes Rapete, um, Koloane who is unbelievably yo unbelievably beautiful um beautiful yes. um English came on a ship yes. <laughs> um and Zoe Mudicha yes um, I love that version yes, of Okamu as well yes absolutely yes beautiful. um and then uh yeah I think that's just those two yes <laughs> but Keenan thank you for such an incredible album we're going to end with Ikigai mm. I wish I had another hour we could carry this on chatting so this will have to be like the first <laughs> chapter of visiting yes. the world show. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> yes. and I can't wait for your live performances so please let us know yeah. when things do open up There's something special yes it's gonna I know I can't wait it's gonna be a total trip to come and see you I'm play so yes thank you so much thank for joining so much us for having me. Thank sure thank you Colin Curry is uh, up I'm gonna end with Ikigai uh, from Keenan Mayers the alchemy of living you see I told you this album is on another level let us know the love catch him on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Keenan John Maya, I think you on are. On Twitter, yes. On and Twitter then, and Facebook. And yes, and then on Instagram, Keenan Mayer Piano. Keenan Mayer yes. Piano. Check it out. Give him your love. Mm. Uh, I'm certainly so excited about this album. So whatever else you do this week, make sure that you keep, keep on shining. And of course, keep it Kaya 959. World Show with Nikki B on Kaya 959.